Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. That's right. It's Tuesday. And Jess Hilarious is here. What up, Jess? What's up? I told you I was coming back. Hey. That's right. Good morning, Jessica. Good morning. How are y'all? I'm good. Good to a, see you. Had a good memorial day. You look phenomenal this morning. Thank you so much. I cannot believe you're still getting dressed up at six in the morning. Uh, I told you, us you yeah. got to change, so she got to start putting on sweats. I know, I know, I know. This, this is this going way off, but it's just I feel good. <laughs> I feel good. You look like you had somebody's cello. Performing you know? at somebody's cello. Yes. yes somebody's ball. Somebody's ball. Somebody's ball. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. I like it. All right. <laughs> Yo, shout to everybody that was out in Memphis. Drop a bomb for Memphis. Drop one of those bombs for Memphis, damn it. Oh, my it. gosh, man. We had so much fun in Memphis. Over 15,000 people came out to that car wow. show. Uh, it was so 
it was so it was such a dope experience. Yeah. It was fifteen thousand people, no fights, no incidents, no shootings, no stabbings, no nothing. That is so great for Memphis. Yeah, it was great. That that was the thing. The city was very excited. The police officers were like, We haven't seen an event like this where so many families came together and it wasn't a problem. So mm. salute to every last person that came out to Memphis. Uh salute to, to Dolph, the the Dolph Estate. Shout the paper route that had uh all the Dolph's cars, shout the key glock that actually popped up and took pictures with people. Uh shout to all the vendors. There's the food trucks And everybody just came And just had a good time Salute you know? to K97 in Memphis too, Shout that to Big Sue Yeah Club. Big Sue K97 McTee You know It was just a, a great event I, And just to see those kids faces and, and how happy they were To be in You know Riding on the slides And the jumpies And the swings And then Monster Energy Who you know Had the bikes And they were doing the ramps And all the tricks And Lincoln Tech That had all the activations And Branson And, and just everybody It was just such a dope and, and I think one of the dopest things Were besides the cars And people got to see the cars And all that Was the Dolph Museum So if you don't know The Dolph Museum Starts off as a, muse- a museum Based off his life So it starts off where uh, a, a corner store You walk into a corner store Where he first started Hustling at mm-hmm. And then it goes Into his living room Where he started to Say you know what I want to leave this Hustling alone And start writing rhymes So it goes into his Rhyme book And it shows the CDs Because he burnt His old CDs Then it had like A weed room Where he started Hustling cannabis But then you know Later on in his life He got his own strand And made it a business A legal mm-hmm. business Then it went to You know Paper route Where he created His own label And then it went to The incident in North Carolina Where they had the door Of his vehicle That was shot up a hundred times Then it went to All the uh, the, th- the stuff that he does To give away it, And it's in his Grandmother's name And everything All his accolades And then it ends with uh, Which is very sad The uh, Corvette That he pulled up Into the cookie shop with, Where he where he was oh, killed yeah. They had that Corvette There with the writing Still on it Where they impounded The car So it's like a That's horrible 360 yeah. of his life It's horrible But it shows his life And people still, right. were really Into it Just seeing it And, and showing so much respect And, and just knowing his, his his everything Which was dope So yeah. I want to salute To Paper Route And Daddy O And Al And Carol And his whole staff And the estate Just thank you mm-hmm. It was great you know, Being able to show that To the world And the world came in there man. And, and it was so many people From so many different places That just loved Dolph And loved what he did And what he represented And it was just A dope experience So again Drop a bomb for Memphis yeah. Where you was at This weekend Jess? I did shrooms every day. Okay, um, okay. We, that's a good weekend. Yep, that's yep. a good weekend. At my house, you know, at okay. my estate, you know. Real nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I ain't in a little house no more. So, yeah. That's it a good so weekend. It was so fun. Yes. It was. And I did plant-based medicine as well. I did plant-based medicine and put some stuff on the grill. Oh, you same. did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You same. did plant-based medicine? Yeah, just wheat. How's that? Oh, okay. And, and edibles, tequila. Some tequila is a plant-based what? beverage. Oh, okay. regular stuff. Yeah, regular oh, okay. stuff. Did y'all bought your barbecue? A little bit. I did. I barbecue on, a little on, bit too. On Sunday. Barbecue on Sunday yeah, I too. Saw a lot of movies. Monday I did. I did. I Monday. saw the Little Mermaid and White Men Can't Jump this Ooh. weekend. Oh, you saw the I ain't see the White Men. I was in White Men Can't Jump. They said it was good. I don't remember. I be falling asleep that time. Wow, it's crazy. It's hard movies in the house. Always lying. He ain't even watching. Yeah, yeah. I did see it. I did. I did. I did. Vince Staples is in it. Andrew Schultz is in it. I did see White Men Can't Jump. I asked you how it was. You said you fell asleep. I really did fall asleep. I'm not gonna lie. I fell asleep. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Uh, Teslin Figaro will be joining us next in front page news. Got a lot to discuss, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. All right, NBA, the Heat beat the Celtics 4-3 in the series, 4-3. 103-84 was the, last, uh, was the score last night. They wiped, them, they, wiped, they wiped their ass with them four-leaf clovers last night. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy because nobody expected the Heat to go this far. So congratulations to the Miami Heat. They play the Denver Nuggets Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Again, congratulations. Now, Tesla Figueroa is here. What up, Tez? 
Good morning, DJ Envy, the Queen, Jess, Hi. and Charlamagne the God. <laughs> now let's get right into it. Let's talk to Santis. He said he would push to repeal Trump criminal justice reform if elected. Yes, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said Friday that if elected president, he would call on Congress to repeal the criminal justice reform bill called the First Step Act. Now, this bipartisan bill was passed in 2018 uh, and simply put, it had two goals. One, to reduce the overcrowded prison population and two, to provide incentives for people in prison to take recidivism reducing programs, which increases the likelihood that they would succeed upon their release and not return to prison. Let's listen to what he had to say we'll talk about it on the other side you know under the trump administration uh, you know he enacted a, a bill uh, basically a jailbreak bill it's called the first step act it is allowed dangerous people out of prison who have now reoffended and really really hurt a number of people so one of the things i'd want to do as president is go to congress and seek the repeal of the first step act if you are in jail you should serve your time and the idea that they're releasing people who have not been rehabilitated early so that they can prey on people in our society is a huge huge mistake oh please no i mean these jails aren't doing any rehabilitation to begin with we call these facilities correctional facilities they damn sure ain't correcting nobody but ted, ted what does it mean when he said it allows dangerous people out of jail to, to reoffend? yeah let me be really clear uh, Ron DeSantis is a damn lie uh, this is simply not true. Uh, the only people that were eligible for the First Step Act credits were people who were already minimal, minimum or low risk people. Mm -hmm. uh, they were already getting out of prison. So let's just be clear about this. This wasn't just allowing somebody to get out of prison. Mm. I mean, in fact, so it wasn't murderers. It wasn't murderers and, and, and manslaughter cases. It was, it was already low risk or minimum people who were gotcha. going to reoffend. So over 90% uh, of people who go to, let's just be clear, even murderers, 90% of people, and I'm not talking about first step back. I just want to be clear on some stats here. 90% of people that go to prison in our, our, our prison system get back out at some point. Everyone doesn't stay in there forever. So that's the first myth that we have to deal with, that people are going to get out at some point. Mm -hmm. The first step back was all about how do we prepare people when they get out? So this allowed people to actually have programs to say, hey, we're going to prepare you with what you need to give incentives to get the skills to be productive after release. So I want to be clear about that across the board. But these were low or minimum risk people to reoffend. I'm not saying low or minimum risk people on their cases. I'm saying low or risk to reoffend. But I want to be clear. Everybody gets out at some point. The majority of people do. Gotcha. Well, Tess, do you think the law should be repealed? Yes, absolutely. It absolutely should not be repealed. Uh, in fact, a lot of people argue that the First Step Act should have a First Step Act, too, because this one did not go enough. Uh, and again, uh, people, uh, there's always going to be somebody that gets out of prison and goes back to jail. But this was just an opportunity to give them, uh, you know, a chance to have a first step. Um, I take this really personal, guys, because I partnered with an organization to release a 10 part audio series on the Straight Shot No Chase on the Black Faith Podcast Network. Um, it went to 500,000 incarcerated individuals visuals that dealt with mental health, family adjustment, relationships with your parole. And these are the same type of programs that this uh, the First Step Act offers. It offers stuff on substance abuse, finance, trauma, family planning. So let me be clear on the record to say that Ron DeSantis is pro reoffend. He is pro reoffend because anybody that is against this 
a first step back, that means you basically want people to get out of prison without any tools. And, and I would ask Ron, I wonder, does he feel like the people uh, that raided the U.S. Capitol should go to jail and stay in jail? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and he went on record, the, the glad you brought that up, he actually went on record saying that he would pardon uh, some of the rioters that were convicted. And just mm, as a reminder, wow. five people were killed, right, and 138 officers were injured. So he's totally okay with the rioters, uh, you know, getting an opportunity uh, to get out of jail, but not okay with preparing people uh, to have successful um, you know, opportunities when they get out. So he is pro reoffend. That's just what I'm calling. He's pro reoffend. And pro mass incarceration. Pro mass incarceration. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that is front page news. Now, Tess, we see you in a little bit. Absolutely. All right. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, call us up right now. Let us know how your three day weekend was, what you did. I mean, I was out in Aruba one day, then I flew to DR, Dominican Republic, and then I was out in Memphis for a couple of days. I was all over the place. So let mm -hmm. us know what you did this weekend. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake, wake, wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hello, my name is Devontae. Hey, Devontae, get it off your chest, brother. Like Jodeci? <laughs> Hey, good morning, guys. Um, how y'all doing? Who this is? My name's Devontae. Are you hey, named? Are you Devontae or Avante? No, Devontae. D E V O N T E. Oh, oh like Devontae Swing. Your mama was a Jodeci fan. <laughs> she was actually. Yep. What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. I'm mad because the Celtics lost, man. What? Um, oh, he's mad the Celtics lost. Yeah, yeah they weren't supposed to lose that oh. one, brother. This looked like a good year. Yeah, for I, I don't know what happened. Jimmy Butler happened. Yeah, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jimmy Butler turned something on. Jimmy Butler turned something on, and, and 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 the playoffs have just been all about Jimmy Butler. He's been doing things that that people don't do. Damn, man, it's all right, man. Um, like you went from me to something. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, now I'm trying to figure out if I want Joker to get a ring or Jimmy Butler to get a ring because Jimmy Butler been balling. Well, I mean, it's, it's not like the Heat have a choice in the matter. The Nuggets are going to beat yo, the Heat. I'm not really. I don't know. A Denver fan, but I just hope Denver wins. I'm I'm almost positive Denver's gonna uh, win the NBA championship this year. I never, yeah, I, 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 there's no way I thought the Heat would take it this far. How about that? Me neither, but they not beating Denver. <clears throat> Hello, who's this? Good morning, good morning. My name is Swan. Hey, Swan, get it off your chest. Um, I was listening to you guys, um, uh, Tessa's report on the. Uh, first off, I want to say good morning to everybody, all the cast, and everybody that actually puts in uh, the wealth of knowledge that I obtain myself. So I hope everybody else benefits from the same knowledge. Good morning, brother. Good morning. Good morning. But um, I want, I just wanted to put my little two cent in about the um, first step that was uh, involving Ron DeSantis. Mm -hmm. I was actually incarcerated in uh, 2016, and I did five years for something that um, uh, black families, we are raised on. Discipline, corporal discipline, use of a belt. Oh, Unfortunately, yeah. this little white girl in the state of Florida disagreed with that. So Hold on, you did five years for disciplining get... your child with a belt? Agreed. Well, wait. What is? How, how many times did you hit your son? Was it abusive? Was it like to the point where your your son was bad? Like, what do you mean discipline? Um, it was just discipline. You know, um, the kids that I had, it was uh, my ex's girl, uh, my ex's sister's kids at the time, and you know, some people are meant to be parents, so the kids weren't really structural, or they didn't have a structure. So we did. We tried to um, give them everything that we can. If they do good in school, you know, it doesn't matter if they do bad so often. We 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 
um, you you give them the benefit of that little that little gain, you know? You give them rewards. You give them rewards. If they did something good, you try to give them rewards for positive reinforcement. Exactly. And if, if they did something bad, you tell them about what they did bad, but you get, they get a little gift at that. Like they may get a bar of candy or something of that nature. Like the first three days that these kids were in my house, the, first, the only thing that I used to hear is thank you, thank you, thank you every time they ate. Broke my heart. But at the end of the day, the, the, the moral of this one is the only way that I can get this off my record is if Ron DeSantis um, uh, pardons me for it. Mm-hmm. While I was incarcerated, I wrote a book. While I was incarcerated, I took IT courses. I took, um, I took a, like I did a bunch of things. And now at, the, at, at this moment, I actually, I, I went from owning my own construction company successfully, traveling all over the country, building apartment complexes. And like, it, it's so much good that I've done and I went in with the mindset because I, I was young and dumb at one time. I think we all were. And I, I, I completely came out with the mindset of it never again. A king does not deserve to be in a cage. Period. Neither does a queen. Yeah, I'm still stuck on so how you I ended can't. up doing five years for beating your child. I need to, like, who, like, did somebody call the police on you for abuse? Mm-hmm. Like, cause damn. They, we had, we had a group because it was a family that took in the, the children of family. So they weren't your kids. And, Say again. They weren't your kids. No, they weren't my kids. No. Oh, no, okay. That, All right. Part okay. Okay. But it's not like um, it's not like like how they made it seem. Like I actually tried to or or did kill this little girl. That's what my black female lawyer told me. She said this is literally a, a case of a skin. So I mean, I I went in with the mindset. This is all I know. Halfway through my bid, I'm like, okay, I could have done this. I could have did this. I could have did this. But it's been a couple times that I put in requests for um, to be pardoned by the, uh, the governor of the state, but I, there's no way that it's going to happen. Wow. Um, I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. That was too deep for me on a Tuesday morning. Yeah, I'm just, you heavy. know, yeah. I'm still yeah. trying to recover from the weekend. Yeah. Okay. Get it off your chest. I don't even know what just happened. Just five eight five one zero five one. If you I'm need to be honest with you. Hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Go that on. was a little too much. For that me. was heavy. The Breakfast Club. What it is? We live. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this Dez. What's going on, Envy? Dez, what up, man? Good morning. Good, good morning, Charlemagne. Peace, King. Just relax. What's going on, baby? Nothing. What's up, baby? You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to get on here this morning and thank DJ Envy for the mental show. I didn't go personally myself, but my um my mom and my sister drove down there from Chicago and they said they met DJ Envy. You know what I'm saying? He showed good hospitality, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember or anything. She had got an older lady walking around with a, with a walker. Oh, man. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. That, yeah, I know exactly who it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, first of all, I sat out there the, the whole time. I don't, I don't, you know, hide in the car show. I go out there and I take people, take pictures, walk around. So your mom was the lady. She had the walker. Uh, there was a line of people taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she and I seen her with the walker. So I pulled her up to the front. She took a picture. She said she was going to show it to her son. She said she was having an amazing time. And I made sure she was straight and that she needed anything. And we made sure security walked up to the side because I think she was going into the Dolph Museum. I know exactly who your mom was, brother. Yeah, thank you. I like to, uh, I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Because she, she really, really, really enjoys herself. And I want you to, you know what I'm saying, give my, my ups to you, you know what I'm saying? Because this, what you're doing right here with the with the car show, is amazing, brother. I, th- I thank you, man. Tell your mother I said, well, I appreciate you for coming out. All right. Thank you, brother. I know exactly who his mom was. That's what's up. And let me shout out to Little Rock, Arkansas. Arkansas was in there heavy. Chicago wow. was in there heavy. Milwaukee was in there heavy. 
Memphis, of course, was in there heavy. A lot of people was yeah. was out there heavy. Hello, who's this? Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, Breakfast Club? What up, what up? Who's this? This is Tyler, a.k.a. Dingo. What's up? Tyler, Dingo, what up? Get it off your chest. Dingo. And this way, what up? Charlotte, how you doing, guy? I'm blessed, <laughs> black, and highly favored, brother. Jess, how you doing, boo? I'm good, babe. How you? Oh, I'm good. You still fine over there? You already know what's going on over here. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. But uh, anyway, Envy, I wanted to congratulate you on a successful car show in one of the most dangerous cities in the United States. Good job, brother. Congratulations. Yeah. Also, you got to take it easy. I'm glad you took the high road with this whole gunplay situation. That brother right there, he'd be wild. So I'm glad you took the high road on that. Yeah, it ain't worth that fight, bro, because he ain't got a lot of money. He don't want to fight that man, trust me. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it next in the room, so don't move. And how you know what that man got? But what do you mean? No, but that man ain't got no money. Everybody else got to throw a little jab in. Like, what kind of, like, why? why? Like, for what? Hey, yo. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. We got rumors on the way. Jess, what we doing? Oh, yes. Listen, as expected, the Little Mermaid hit a lot of numbers. It would, look, it's up. We're going to talk about it. It's All right. Up. We'll get into that next, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, 
a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Everybody, it's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Jess Hilarious is here. Hello. And let's get to Jess with the mess. Let's get it. This is the rumor report. Come on now. Talk to me. Okay, nice. I want to say I like the um, other intro better, but okay. So, Brother Envy, yes, you ma'am. are in the blogs this weekend, okay? So, Gunplay and Envy situation that escalated. Listeners, just to keep y'all updated, in case you missed it, during one of DJ Envy's rants to Warwick Ross, he brought up Gunplay's name. There's audio for that. Refresh their minds. Now, you talk about boss and all the boss moves you did. We reported a story three weeks ago about your guy. Your guy. Gunplay is my brother. He has the Mac in the back of the 7 Series. Mm. And that's my brother. Mm. We reported a story that Gunplay, shout out to Gunplay, friend, friend of the room. We reported a story that he had to, you know, put a GoFundMe up because he was having some problems. Mm. If that's your brother, mm. you take care of your brother. Okay, cool. So Gun Gunplay and his family felt the way about the statement. So Charlemagne got Envy and Gunplay on a call together. This is how that went. Yo, Envy. Play with that, bro. What's up, man? Why you talking crazy, man? Talk crazy about who? About me, my brother. I, what I had to do with anything, man? And, and, and my wife posting a GoFundMe, man. What that? My, my my baby was sick, man. Was she had a heart defect, my brother? Why? Why? Why has nothing to do with cars? Every for real, you know I slapped the right for that. You know that, right? We ain't doing all that. No, 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 no. I'm no, no, no. I want to be clear. I want to be clear here. You know I was slapped the. How do you about that, right? And then we can fight, but that's not the reason I'm saying that. So I'll be wrong if I, I'll be wrong to handle my business, then, right? But what's your business? I'm, I'm having a conversation with you. If you feel like you, I disrespected you. I'm talking to you like a man. I'm like, nah, whatever. Right. And if you feel I did, I apologize. That wasn't my intention. My wife is affected by that. My my brother. That, you that's that I apologize. Thank and, you, and my brother. So I'm assuming that the call was supposed to be private. But nobody knew that gunplay was recording. That is a fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because when you come at somebody like a man, you know, in my opinion, and, and you want to actually really have a conversation and move forward with something, or however you're feeling to get it off your chest, you just don't record. Well, you oh, don't I agree record. With this, this is the thing. Charlemagne uh, called me, what, last week, Monday. Mm-hmm. And he had gunplay on the line. It was like, yo, gunplay want to talk to you. And at first I was like, nah, I'm not talking to anybody. Then I was like, you know what? Gunplay's a friend to the room. He's somebody yeah. that we know. And if he has a problem with something, let me take the call because yeah. that's what men do. Absolutely. And he was saying that uh, I posed, I talked about his wife and his daughter, mm. which play the call again where you can hear me play it again. I never mentioned his wife or daughter yeah. at now all. You it was talk the- about boss and all the boss moves you did. We reported a story three weeks ago about your guy, 
Yo, God, gun play is my brother. He has the Mac in the back of the 7 Series, mm. and that's my brother. Mm. We were far. part of the story that Gunplay, shout out to Gunplay, friend, friend of the room. We were pulling a story that he had to, you know, put a GoFundMe up because he was having some problems. Mm. If that's your brother, mm. you take care of your brother. Now, at any point, did you hear me mention his wife or, or his no, child? No, and I was here. Charlamagne, no. did you hear me mention his wife or child? No, but to be fair, let me finish. Th- okay, let me finish. So I didn't mention his wife or child, right. and I didn't put the information about his GoFundMe. He did. Mm-hmm. That I didn't let that cat out the bag. He yeah. he talked about it. It was something that was a story that was reported. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't talk about any of that. And when Gunplay called me. Because he's a friend to the room and he was upset at first. You could tell he was upset at first. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, he's a friend. You know, like speaking to any friend that's yeah. upset. So I let him go. I let him vent. And then we had a discussion. I said, if your wife was offended, that wasn't my intent. And yeah. you apologize. And I said, that's not my intent. I apologize. Which, but, you which know, men should do. Right. Because I was like, you're a friend to the room and you felt the way we can have a discussion. Yeah. Now, the thing is, he ended the call there. Charlamagne, how long did we talk on the phone after? We talked about ten minutes after, and you know. And how was that? How was the conversation? The conversation was uh, very, very cordial. We were talking you know? about families. We were talking about mm-hmm. how we first started. Talking about how they, how, how, to, how to squash this issue between you and Ross, and even mm-hmm. how gunplay. You know, even though he, he's had his his beefs and problems in the industry, yeah. he still was a friend to the room. He would come up and he would do all these things on the show. We yeah. laughed, we joked, we got off the phone positive. Yeah, got off the phone but, positive. But two things we should add to that: uh, the GoFundMe was in reference to an issue that his daughter was going. But I, yeah. I, I didn't. With. I didn't mention. I just. Mentioned yeah, that he had a GoFundMe. That, that's all right. I mentioned. And, and, mm-hmm. and number two, I think Gunplay was expecting uh, a, a, a public apology, but you weren't here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, mm-hmm. where were we? It was all off for Memorial. We off, and, and I was last week you were in Aruba last week. And DR, so we yeah, weren't yeah. on air. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were going to bring it back up and have this discussion because yeah. you know what I thought it was? I, I even was, said that last week, though. I said Envy's not here. Remember yeah, me, me and you yeah. were here, Jess? And I said Envy's not here. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, to, when he comes back, he can talk about this situation with, with, with gunplay. But I thought it was dope because I thought it was two men having a, a problem, a disagreement, and handling it like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like, you don't see that. So the fact that we can have that discussion, mm-hmm. I thought that was dope. But then when you record a phone call, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I just thought that was, I thought yeah. that was was it was chasing something else. Yeah. And then is he still doing love and hip hop? Is he still is he on love and hip hop still? Yes. Okay. Because then that that's probably the reason for him recording. I I really honestly feel like yes, he he definitely could feel some type of way. He definitely has the right to feel some type of way because it's still bringing him into mm-hmm. a situation that he had nothing to do with but it's just the recording I just think it's just all egos and, and see, but, it's a lot see, but the egos and when you're dealing with people's family issues you know what I'm saying yeah. like nobody wants to see their wife crying yeah. nobody wants to that, see but, but that's why I said I, I said that wasn't you. my intention and mm-hmm. like I said I didn't right. mention his wife or his child I never right. even said what it was I just said he put up a GoFundMe right. and I was talking about Ross helping his friends that's mm-hmm. where it came from so mm-hmm. it never went to him exactly And but you know Another thing that people got to understand too, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a side note. It is against the law to record somebody's phone conversation mm. and not tell them. That yeah. is against the law. I, I, I can't stand it. I don't know why people yeah. do now, that. And I want people, I want people <laughs> yeah. to understand, right? Florida is where, where, where this happened, right? Mm-hmm. Under Florida statute 93403, mm-hmm. secretly audio recording of another individual is a third degree felony offense, punishable up to five years in prison and a fine. Mm. That is a fine. Mm. So now, district attorneys from Florida have been calling me like crazy because you're not allowed to tape somebody's phone yeah. call and put it out. Yeah. 
Like that's you, crazy. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be smarter. When, I, when, I, 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 I agree. People gotta be smarter. And I think it's so whack to record somebody's phone call, especially when you have a conversation yeah. like a man. And I think men need to do men things. And I think recording somebody's conversation and not telling them to put it out—that's not a man thing. I, I agree with that. But uh, at, at this moment, you know, the the man thing to do is to just give a public apology to Gunplay's wife if she felt the fact. Didn't I just say it? I said if if that's she felt said. a way, I apologize. I said that. Like I'm not okay. going to over apologize. That wasn't my intention. Oh, no, I, you that's said it on the call. I'm just saying I, that, that, they, they said they wanted publicly. So. That's what I was. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yo, I didn't you know. You can't that have the fresh can... matte black paint. Job yeah. and not, you know. I didn't know that you can get arrested for recording somebody's conversation. I gotta take Monice to court then. Who is Monice? Another love and hip hop reality. Y'all just so yeah, I didn't know she was recording so me. No, she was recording me. Well, I was depends, talking it about somebody. What, it depends on what state. So if oh, you're on God, probation or if you're something like it depends. Every state is different. So if you're on probation and you do that, that's that could be a felony charge and okay. you can go back to jail for probation. Mm. You can also be sued civilly and you have to pay a fine. Yeah, but, but this is this is the way you got to play with people now because yeah. people don't respect boundaries. Yeah, and yeah. they don't they don't respect the fact that you can have a conversation like yeah. a man with people. Right? Because if I'm talking about somebody to you, Monique, why are you going play it on live, yo? I mean, we cool now, but I got to take it to court now. Now that I know that that can happen. <laughs> why are you right. so messy? I I don't why? know. Why? I don't know. Why? Why? The Little Mermaid made over a hundred million. At the U.S. box office. Don't bring my cousin into this mess. Oh, now, she's, oh, your now cousin. she's your cousin because you now only got Chloe. Cousin. You always talk about Chloe, your cousin. You never say Hallie. Yeah, that is not did. true. That's not true. You never, never, never. But it's all right. Um, shout out to Charlemagne's family because not only is Chloe his cousin, uh, Hallie is too. Yes, because they sisters. That's yes, how it works. The, yes, mm. they, that's how it works. But I don't think she ever claims you because you never. You go real hard <laughs> for Hallie. I mean, for Chloe, not for Hallie. Me and Chloe cancels. Did you, did you go I see did. it? Did you go see it? I did. I saw it. Uh, what day? I saw it. Saturday, Friday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. Did yeah. you go to sleep on that one too, or did you? No. It was okay because no. you went to sleep on the white man. I can't did jump. go to sleep you on said, white okay. man. Can't but, but not because right. it was bad. Because I was actually sleepy. Yeah, you were just sleepy. Yeah. All the edibles and you know that's you, all. You fitness, that's so it. you can't. You got to take it easy. That's it. All right. Well, there was some nice audio from her aunt, uh, Hallie's aunt. So this may be your aunt too, Charlamagne. I don't know. You don't this know. her real aunt though. She had something to say after after seeing the movie. Look at this man. Let's go. Your father picked yeah. cotton. Yeah. His granddaughter yeah. is the star of the biggest film in the entire world. Five years old. And look, on top of that, now his grandmother picked tobacco in South Carolina as a child. Wow. So her grandfather picked cotton and her grandmother picked tobacco and now she is the star of the little, little mermaid. mermaid. This is great. Do you yes. know those relatives? No, I don't know. You don't? Mm-mm. You don't remember? That's before my time. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> so this is okay. Man, leave me alone. It's Tuesday. <laughs> we just got back. That is amazing, though. I just want to give a big shout out to Hailey Bailey. Hailey Bailey, sorry. That's right. That was amazing. The Little Mermaid, that was amazing. It's good to Did see. Did you see it? No, oh. I didn't, but I will. So I'm not going to lie like you. Uh, T.I. and Tiny <laughs> T.I. and Tiny lose their lawsuit against MGA Entertainment <laughs> Toy Makers. Okay, so basically uh, they filed a lawsuit in 2019 stating that the Toy Makers OMG dolls were a blatant replica of her daughter's girl group. And it was. Like, if y'all look closely at the pictures, Word. y'all can literally see. Like, they copied Zanique's look. They copied the other two girls. But they lost the... the I thought they were going to win that. I don't know how they lost that lawsuit. Yeah. I thought that was a slam dunk. I literally thought that was a slam dunk, man. But it's... Uh, I'm sorry. That's so bad. That's just for the mess for the day.
And her All news right. is real. The Allegedly. news is real. No, the, the news is real, 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 real today. Allegedly. All right. <laughs> well, that is your rumor report. Now, when we come back, Teslin Figaro will be joining us for some front page news. And we got something we want to discuss. 800-585-1051. We're talking about black drivers out there. Yeah, Tez is uh, mm-hmm. going to be talking to us about this NPR article that says for black drivers, a police officer's first 45 words are a sign mm-hmm. of what's to come. Basically, you know if you're about to be in some trouble based off a of police officer's first 45 uh, of, of words. So, gotcha. so handcuffs and arrests are nearly three times more likely to begin with the police officer uh, issuing a command. So just keep your hands on the wheel or turn the car off. So I wonder how often does that happen? Because that's all I've ever experienced. Mm. All right. And we'll take your phone calls. 800-585-1051. Front page news is next. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Did you hear? There's a new streaming service called Max. With everything on HBO Max, including HBO, the DC Universe, Discovery, and more. Max really has some of the best content. There's literally something for everyone in your household. Max, the one to watch. Subscription required. Visit Max.com. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Jess Hilarious is here, our co-host. I surely am. And let's get in some front page news. Tessin Figaro, good morning. Good morning, DJ Envy, and congratulations on your car show. It's all about community change over internet clicks, so congratulations. And good morning, Jess, the queen of the Breakfast Club, and I guess Charlemagne the God. I guess he's here as well. <laughs> I, I used to be the queen of the show. Uh, right. I still am, depending this on who you are. queen spot. <laughs> 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 Let's get right into sports, all right? The Heat beat the Celtics last night, 103-84. They continue on. They will be playing the Nuggets uh, this Thursday at 8.30 p.m. So, congratulations to the Miami Heat. That boy Jimmy Butler heat. getting busy. I mean, the whole Heat, man. He got a world-class organization. I always wonder how come more people don't want to go play in Miami. I wonder why. Mm. I feel like that would be a great destination spot because they got such a great organization and it's the city of Miami. Right. You can still get in a lot of trouble in Miami, too. That is that very is, true. That is true. Mm-hmm. The cocaine is still kind of pure out there. <laughs> what? <laughs> now, uh, Tez, let's, start, let's jump right into it. We got to start off with uh, Biden. What's going on with Biden? Yeah, Biden and McCarthy uh, reached a deal to avoid default. So over Memorial Day weekend, top negotiators uh, for President Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy were working to finalize the details of a measure that, if passed, would avoid a historic government default and raise the nation's debt ceiling. Now, House lawmakers have 72 hours to review the 99-page bill before they plan a vote in the chamber. So 72 hours, that's going to be Wednesday. We should start hearing you know, what they think about the bill, actually reading the text. Uh, McCarthy and Biden praised the bill as a framework uh, that should gain bipartisan support. Uh, many lawmakers are waiting to review it in order to make a decision on whether they're supported, which is smart. Uh, but both McCarthy and Biden urged Congress to pass it. But progressives are saying, hold up, we want to read it first before we decide if we are in support. Now, now why are progressives saying Biden should worry about them not supporting the deal? And by the way, I don't believe nothing in progressives when they say they won't support it. Absolutely. We know it at the end of the day that they'll end up supporting it. So, uh, you know, one of the things that's important is to continue to push, as they they say, is, you know, like I say, push the line, uh, but to get them to try to do some negotiation. But uh, you're right, Charlemagne, uh, a lot of people have criticized progressives for being a lot of talk and no action. But Representative John Paul did say on Sunday uh, that they should worry uh, and that they should be concerned that they're going to look at it. Uh, before they just say yes or no. And one of the issues that they're having is the food stamp recipient debate. So they are saying that it's terrible policy to add any additional work requirements. And of course, Republicans are saying that it's not enough work requirements, but uh, we're going to see uh, on Wednesday what it actually looks like. Well, what What is it about 
the requirements that they don't like for the food stamps? Mm -hmm. What is it about? Yeah. Yeah, in short, uh, you know, anytime we have this uh, SNAP program debate, uh, there's always, you know, a, a debate on this on whether able-bodied people, I want to be clear about this because it's always, you know, the issue comes down to able-bodied people. So uh, this particular uh, uh, negotiation that we're able to reach, again, we're going to see what the text says, but the good thing is it does give more access to food stamps for veterans, homeless people, young adults transitioning out of foster care, but the work requirement for able-bodied adults will increase from 50 to 54. Republicans say it's not enough on the work requirements and progressives are saying that it's too harsh because work requirements have very little impact on actually being employed. So, again, once the text is released, I hope I hope to be covering a story again on Thursday as we get the information. How are you going to tell me I can't uh, I can't have food stamps, though? Like you don't know what my living situation yeah. is, right? Like I might be making just enough money to, to pay survive. my rent yeah. and pay yeah. for my kids' babysitter or whatever. Yeah. I might need right. these food stamps. Yeah, right. So yeah. So damn and so the argument is, it should be so a certain expensive. amount of hours that you either go to training or go to work if you're able-bodied. So when we look at it, and you know, the 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 debate is, you know, are, will disabled disabled people still get their food stamps? The answer is hopefully yes. So Democrats are saying, you know, hey, you guys folded with Republicans, and Republicans. Are of course, saying they folded with Democrats, so we're gonna see what kind, what, what it looks like on Thursday. See a little bit of gang banging this week, this mm. week, you know, I, in the house. We'll I, see how it works. I always took food stamps for granted, man, because you know when I used to sell crack, like people would bring like food stamps, or they'll oh let you goodness. use yeah. their EBT card. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This, this and we used to go, for you, sir. We used no. to go get stupid <laughs> stuff like stuff for cookouts. You know what I'm saying? This crab is why legs. they have yeah, a problem with the work requirements yeah. right now. You're the problem, and, sir. and they're watching this, this right now. This was 20 plus years ago. Yeah, but why bring it up now? Because you you were using food stamps wrong. Well, I took them for granted. And people look up to you every day. I don't know why, but they do. So <laughs> now. Now let's talk about black drivers and police officers' first 45 words when they uh, actually see a black driver. Well, I hope the listeners really dig into this because it's really interesting. Uh, but what they found is uh, that when black drivers are pulled over, the first 45 words uh, has everything to do with the likely outcome. Now, when police officers pull over these black drivers, they said that these words hold important clues on how the encounter will likely go. A new study in the proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences examined police body camera footage of 577 routine car stops involving black drivers. Now, 81 of these stops uh, ultimately involved searches, handcuffs, or arrests, and uh, it was the kind of outcome that was uh, less likely when a police officer's first words provided a reason for the stop opposed to an order. Well, the first words are usually license and registration, right? Mm, that's what I thought they no. were. And then it yeah, absolutely is not. Uh, and in fact, the report shows uh, that when an offer gives a reason for the stop opposed to an order, like keep your hands on the wheel, turn the car off. If they say, hey, you know, my reason for stopping you was you were speeding and then license and registration, Charlamagne, like give the reason first. Mm -hmm. So they found in this report that when there's orders given first, the stop is three times more likely uh, to result in handcuffing or arrest. And another point I want to point out, they asked 188 uh, black men to listen to these recordings to just listen and uh, the listening to the open moments and when they listened these black men were worried that the possibility of force uh, was going to happen in 80% of the time mm. of just listening to the recording uh, of issuing a command and so it's very interesting how they dig into this and another point I want to bring up 15% of black drivers experienced an escalated outcome such as handcuffing or arrest while less than 1% of white drivers experienced one of those outcomes and, and and one other port, uh, thing I want to say on this report, 
um, they actually looked at George Floyd and they analyzed the first 27, 27 seconds uh, of the interaction between him and the police officer. And Floyd uh, requests the reason for the stop multiple times. He even, uh, you know, pleads, begs. Uh, and it showed that uh, he, from the beginning, police officers issued commands without giving him an explanation for the stop. So really good report, guys. I hope people kind of look into it. It's really I always good. wondered that. I always wondered when, when when you get pulled over, why they never tell you why at first. Like, Cause you know, we black. Like, when they like pull it over, I'm pulling you over for tents, or I'm pulling you over because yeah. your license is suspended. I'm pulling yeah. you over because you were speeding. I'm, I'm pulling you over because you did an illegal ch- lane change. Why does always mm-hmm. license registration? And the first person you know we're like, well, why are you pulling me over? Right. Give me a license at first. I'm like, no, I just really want to know why are you pulling me over? Like, I mm-hmm. never understood why why they didn't start with I'm pulling you over because you were speeding. Until yeah. Tez said that story, just now, I never knew that was that wasn't the norm because I you know I mm-hmm. always think that that's what's to tell you yeah mm-hmm. no I always I never expected oh, for them to tell me registration yeah just, oh. I always expect to have to ask why am I being pulled over I always have to ask that why am I being pulled over officer wow like, see even you it, it was your natural thing to say license and registration but see that's not how it works according right. to this report mm-hmm. when you're asking people who are not black the first thing they come and say is put your hand on the wheel you know don't you know make sure you make sure yeah. our hands I can see you they don't ask even license and registration. It should be, I pulled you over, sir. Hello, sir. Good evening. I pulled you over for speeding. Can I see your license and registration? Mm. Because even then, that's still a command or an order. Man, this is that so, is what this report is breaking down. No, that's so interesting because when police pull us over, I'm already, I got my hands anyway, on the steering wheel. I got right, my window right. down. I don't want no sudden movements. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't have to tell right. me to do all that. Yeah. Because I'm already thinking I, I need to do all that because I don't want the encounter yeah. to go left. I'm the same way. When, when I get pulled over, first and foremost, if I'm in, if I'm in an SUV, the windows in the back are always tinted, right? So mm-hmm. I roll down the windows first, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I don't want them to feel like I got something tricky in right. the back seat, right? But then they confuse when they see you because they're like, I don't know if you're white. I don't sure. know yeah, if you're... So then I always they, turn yeah. on the lights in the car if it's night. Uh-huh. I always okay. turn the lights off uh-huh. in the car. The car is, is off and my hands are on the wheel. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? In, in plain sight. So I don't, you know, that's usually what it is with me. And right. I, and I want to say this because I know people, you know, they love, especially over the weekend, you know, talking about George Floyd the last week, you know, bumping up a lot of those uh, white supremacist talking points. But again, they analyzed the first 27 seconds of Floyd's encounter and the report found that Floyd apologized to the officers while while they stood outside the car window. He requests asking what is the reason for the stop? Dang. He pleads, he explains, he follows the orders, he expresses fear. So every last uh, thing that was said to Floyd was an order, never the reason for the stop. Well, not want to say never, but not in the first 45 uh, words, the reason for the stop. So this is very, and it's a couple other cases that they examine as well. I hope the family goes and and looks at this report. You can find it on NPR.org. I feel like they always tell us after they run our license and stuff. When they run our license and see that we clean, then they come back and they be like, well, the reason I stopped you was because you had a Mm. roasted tail light. That's crazy. I only got locked up. I only got pulled over like twice mm-hmm. yeah twice in my life and I they have always told me why both were white cops a really? woman and a man yep. they told and you they immediately also told, yep yep wow, or, no. or I got asked by one I got asked do you know why I'm pulling you over yeah you I know and, or they'll be like you know you were going the, the guy just said you know you were doing 80 and a 40 you know what I mean that's not what I was doing but that's you know what I mean that, he just he gave me the reason so I, I haven't had to deal with that mm-hmm. you know but and, even, know. and even the ad that's a dumb you know why I'm pulling oh yeah they were pulling me over because I was speeding like what are you yeah. this is not a question and answer tell yeah. me why you know you're pulling me over yeah. And then ask for license and registration. You I was know? so scared. So, I just was like, yeah, I know why. You know, I ain't about to be like, no. Did you let me. you keep your weed, Jess? Did they? I, I wasn't smoking at that time. Oh. Look. 
whatever. <laughs> no, I, it was. It's just that I was speeding, and she and the cop just asked me like, "Yeah, you know why I pulled you over?" I'm like, "Yeah, I was speeding, but I was on speeding because I didn't see you." So. And just one last point, you know, again, Charlemagne, when we talk about mental health, think about the anxiety. These black men just listen. They didn't watch it to see, you know, if the person looks suspicious or if the person was there. Just black men listening to the the, the commands. Their anxiety went high you enough to say, right. hey, yeah, something sure. bad is about to happen. And that, that's what I found really deep about this, that just listening to the audio alone, mm -hmm. black men said, hey, 80 percent of chance this is going to escalate into something. I thought that was really deep. Having mm -hmm. this conversation alone, last time I got pulled over was on the way to work. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like five in the morning on them back roads in Jersey and it was dark out. I'm calling. I already got my wife on the phone, on speakerphone, right. just in case. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like that's 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 where your mind goes when you're right. a black man that's and you right. get pulled over. Well, I do that all the time anyway. If I ever get pulled over, I put somebody on speaker. It's usually yeah. my pops or my wife, either or. Mm -hmm. what? Yeah. Put them on just so, just so they can hear the conversation. Mm -hmm. and what happened? And sometimes you be thinking, sadly, this might be the last time I talk to my significant yeah. other. Yeah. Sadly, that's right. Well, let's, let's open up it. the phone lines. Let's have that discussion this mm -hmm. morning. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Let's talk about getting pulled over. Let's talk about the anxiety. Let's talk about, you know, how has, you know, when they pulled you over, how has it been for you? Do you feel like they tell you what's going on or do you feel like you have to ask and argue? Let's talk about it. Let's yeah, because I never thought about it until just now because I really feel like they don't never tell us until after they run our license and registration. Yeah. Mm. It's no reason to feel like it. This report confirms it. Right. So that's yeah. the great thing about having reports. It, it confirms the data shows that You're they right. do not tell us uh, more uh, opposed to white people that they say actually give the reason. Let's talk about it. Alright. 800-585-1051 Tess, thank you so much. It's The Breakfast Club Absolutely. on BET. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Jess Hilarious is here. I am. Now, if you just joined us, we were talking about uh, drivers, black drivers getting pulled over. Now, Charlamagne, you were talking about some stats that we just brought up. Well, yeah, you know, Teslin uh, Figaro reported in Front Page News, it was this NPR article that says, for black drivers, a police officer's first 45 words are a sign of what's to come. So, you know, you know you're in some trouble based off a police officer's first 45 words. And they say car stops that result in a search, handcuffing or arrest are nearly three times more likely to begin with the police officer issuing a command, such as keep your hands on the wheel or turn the car off. Now, as a black man, that's all I know. That's why, mm -hmm. I like, you know, when they approach us now, I already got my hands on the yeah. wheel. I already got my window rolled down. Mm -hmm. By the time they come and ask me for license and registration, I'm asking them. I'm like, listen, Mr. Officer, I'm going to reach mm -hmm. for my wallet mm -hmm. with my license in it. Like, I'm already telling them how this is going to play out. So I've never had a, a time where we weren't getting... Uh, Orders. They don't. Right. They don't ever tell us when. Well, we got pulled over for till after they run our license and registration. And see, that's different for me because I've never. I've had. I've only experienced the opposite. Mm. I've always. I'm always told why, or asked, do I know why? Mm -hmm. Now I get. I get. I used to get pulled over a whole lot. Like mm. all the time, I would get pulled over, and that's usually because it's. It's. I'm driving a nice car, mm -hmm. and they would pull me over to see. You know, if I actually own the car and yeah. driving wild beige, which is something nobody ever talks about. <laughs> it's always about driving wild black, but driving wild beige is a thing too. You know, shut up. So it I would is. get pulled over all the time, and the majority of the times when I got pulled over, no, they wouldn't tell me why they pulled me over. They would mm -hmm. ask for license and registration first, and I'm always asking because I was always upset. Cause I'm like, I ain't do nothing wrong. Why are you pulling me over? Yeah. Why are you pulling me over? And then they usually would try to come up with something. 
uh, left. Oh, well, there's a light. There's a frame around your license plate, or mm. something, something bogus. Now, when I get pulled over, they 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 tell me I, I got pulled over last week. I was on my phone, mm. and they pulled over. We, we pulled you over because you were on your phone. The biggest one is mm. always. Uh, it used to be uh, your tail light is out. Uh, your your brake light. Yeah, your brake light was yet, out. Yeah. yeah, that that that's always the one they always use. Mm. Now in New York, they use in Jersey. They use uh, if you have anything ha- hanging from your rearview mirror and tint. And tents, mm-hmm. and uh, if you have a, a something around your license plate, like if you have one of those frames, which is messed up, because when you crazy. buy a car from a dealership, they usually it put comes the, with a frame. It comes with the frame. Yeah. Um. So those are usually the reasons why you get pulled over. Wow. But let's go to the phone lines. We have Jasmine on the line. Jasmine, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, girl. Hey, we're talking about uh, getting pulled over while being black. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so um, I had to commute like an hour from work, and I was running really late, and the next time I was late, I was getting three days off work. So I was seeing, I was doing like 80 and 60 when I got pulled over. But I was looking at that day. So I was like, as long as the officer, like, you know, is maybe younger or, or maybe black time, maybe I'll get off. So he pulled me over. And um, he just asked me why I was going so fast. He didn't ask like for my insurance or my registration. He just asked for actually the car, which is registered to me. And then um, he asked me why I was going so fast. I told him like, you know, I told my little voice like, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm trying to get to work. If I'm late, I'm gonna get three days off work. And um, you know, that's that's my bad. And he was like, okay, well, just let me see your license real quick. I showed him my license, and he let me go. So he let you go. Let go. Okay. Wow. I was really nervous though because, like, you know, just being pulled over while driving black is always just like a nervous situation to kind of be in. I was mm-hmm. nervous. Was the cop black? Um, no, he wasn't black. Okay. I don't. He wasn't white either. He was made Hispanic. He was other. Okay. okay. He was other. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love you, by the way. I love you too, girl. I really hope that you're on here more often. We love. We love hearing you. Thank here. you, baby. Thank you, mama. Hello. Who's this? Hello. Hey, what's your name, brother? Yo, this heavy. What's going on? Heavy, good Heavy, call it from that 843. I hear the Geechee in your voice. <laughs> Man, first off, Charlotte, me and you got to be. We'll address that at another time. Mm. Yes, same thing with you, but we'll talk later. Envy, my base twin brother, what's going on, man? I'm here for the topic. Let's get to the... Let's, let's, no, straight shots. Let's get to it. Talk let's to go. us about driving on the beach. All right, listen. <laughs> listen. So, for me, my understanding, I used to work for the city of Charleston, police department, and North Charleston. So I'm going to say this as clear as day. I ain't got ties to law enforcement no more out the game. Black officers that I work with, we have a different playbook. We approach everybody with the clear, concise, hey, officer so-and-so, this is why I pulled you over, da-da-da-da-da, license, registration, proof of insurance. The people that come out there with that keep your hands where I can see them, a lot of them white boys, scared. That's the problem. That's real. Mm-hmm. They come on the thing scared. They already, I don't know what to do. I don't got this. I don't got that. And I just, I got to control everything. When you got the, when you got the experiences, you from the city and you usually dealing with people that you grew up with. Mm-hmm. Most of the people I pull up, I pull over. I know you're from the way. I know you're on the way. I even know your ears, what it is. Fine. I'm not hostile when I come to the car. Mm-hmm. I don't got no issues. I don't got no nothing. I'm approach you like a man or a woman until you pose a threat. I'm not taking you as one. Yeah. But the problem is a lot of people get behind that gun and badge, they think that badge give them power, and then they're scary when they do the job. They should implement a new rule for law enforcement. If you can't take a punch to the face and fight for your life, they can't carry a gun. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. A lot of these a lot of these people ain't been hitting the face yet. 
And if you ain't been hitting the fish, you quick to pull the trigger before you are put your hands up. That's real. And, and, and I wish that all those law enforcement officers knew that we just as afraid as, as they are, if yeah. not more afraid, because we don't got the gun. Very true. <laughs> yeah. Very true, man. How you, bring a, how you bring a gun to a conversation fight and tell them what it seems true? That's mm-hmm. right. You're right. Yeah. You don't want to bring the gun, and we we out here talking. I, all I got is conversation, but all you know, and now you, you want me to stay calm, and you jittery? You're right. You got mm-hmm. this thing on the Twitter, and, and you jittery for what? That's right. You yeah. got me in your sights for the years. And, and they, even when cops ask you, you know, why? if they ask you, like, why why, why are you acting so nervous? Like, man, have you, what like, do you, you watch the news? What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Well, 800-585-1051. We're talking to the black drivers out there. Have you got pulled over? What was your experience? Were you nervous? Were you scared? Mm-hmm. They said there was a new study that came out that said the first 45 words? Yeah, there was an NPR article that says uh, for black drivers, a police officer's first 45 words are a sign of what's to come. So if the officer's already giving you orders instead of asking you license and registration or mm-hmm. telling you what you got pulled over, if he's telling you, put your hands on the wheel, isn't mm-hmm. that? Keep your hands where I can see him. You're probably you going to get arrested. Know or your car going to get searched. That's right. 800-585-1051. Let's discuss this. The Breakfast Club. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, 
Participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Jess Hilarious here, our co-host. Yes. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about a new study that came out talking about black drivers and saying when police officers pull you over the first 45 words that come out of their, out of their mouth is usually how the i guess the, the, the sign was to go. come yeah right. you, you, they said uh if, if you know uh first 45 words from a police officer usually determine whether you're gonna get searched handcuffed or arrested you see you're three times more likely to have those things happen if the police officer uh issues a command first before anything else like put your hands on the wheel you know keep your hands where i can see them that type of stuff and i'm really surprised you only got pulled over twice in your life twice in my life that's surprising yeah yes as much as you be riding dirty i don't ride dirty i just put that out there like i don't know i don't know why you think i was (laughs) just so notorious (laughs) before no all of that uh facetiming and driving you be doing instagram living and driving yes that should be illegal okay well they should, they should pull you over. If you know how to do it, you'll be fine. That's why they got all types of gadgets and gadgets that you can prop the phone up and you'll be fine. That's they, I don't never have my phone in my hand. They stop you for that too. What? They'll stop you for being on Instagram Live um, on your phone. Oh, if it's in your hand, but yeah. if, it's, if it's on a gadget, they don't know. What That'd you be want. funny as hell. Somebody pull you over and be like, license and registration, just a liar. Just saw, I was just watching your live. <laughs> just watching oh your live. Oh my God. <laughs> I was just watching your live and That'd saw you ride hilarious, by. actually. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, what's your name? This is Zach out of Houston. Hey, what's up, brother? Talk to us. So, yeah, man, like the uh, topic of the day, I was talking about, you know, police pulling you over. And, you know, I'm from, I'm in Houston now, but I'm from Mississippi. So, you know, being in the South, that's, uh, you know, you know, you don't play around like that. So, whenever we get together and family events and stuff like that, I know we have a good time. You know, we're trying to have fun with our family and stuff, but I ain't gonna lie, I use that time to let them know, especially my younger cousins, because, you know, they hot-headed. So, hey, when y'all get pulled over, and especially because I know we be drinking, like, and stuff like that, try, try not to grab, but if y'all get pulled over, like, this is what they got to say. Because it's already, you know, I don't want my family to be on the news trying to talk about just stuff like that. If y'all right. drinking and driving, y'all deserve to go to jail. Like, why would he right. say that? <laughs> what? No. I don't have no remorse for you. Oh, at the cookout, everybody need to stay in the house. Yes. Like, not go home drunk, yo. Call a ride share. You know what I mean? Like, what? Hello, who's this? This is Kyle from Cleveland. Hey, Kyle Hello, from Cleveland. Kyle. Talk to us about being pulled over, brother. Um, so, as a black man being pulled over, um, my experiences have differed 
from the cop coming up and telling me what he's pulled me over for and the cop coming up and giving me commands. And what I noticed was the difference was if I had an active warrant or something going on with me. Because they can see all that when they run my plate or run anybody's plate. So that could be a, a definite factor in how they approach the car. If they're, if they're running your car and they see you have a active warrant and it's uh, approach with caution or armed and dangerous, of course you're going to come up to the window and start giving commands. But uh, if they're, the, the problem is if you're clean and they come up and start with the aggressive commands and stuff like that. But I feel like that's how they always approach us. You know what I mean? Because I feel like once they run your, they, they get your license and registration, don't tell you what you they're pulling you over for. Mm -hmm. Then after they run your license and registration, they come back to the car and say, well, the reason I pulled you over was because your tent was too dark or because mm -hmm. you was swerving. You're like, you know damn well I wasn't swerving. Right. But you just happy to well, yeah. be cool and it's, get it's, off. It's not to cut you off. Not to cut you off, Charlemagne, but when they run your plate, when they run your license, if the car's in your name, they can see everything off your license, all right? Mm -hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? So if you have something going on, they already know before they ask for anything, before they tell you why they really pulled you over any of that. So. Yeah, you know, and I and I always wonder with all with everything that we know in, in this world and, and all the tech that we have, when they run those plates, they should be able to see if those cars have insurance, right? If they registered and all that, like it should all be connected. I never understand why they have to take your stuff and then bring it back to the car to double check. Like mm -hmm. everything should right. pop up. I understand the I'll license because you. you don't know who's driving the car, mm -hmm. but you should know as soon as you run them plates if that car has insurance, if that car has a registration, if that car and all that other stuff. You know? Yeah. So I'll tell you real quick. I got pulled over one time and. The, the reason the cop gave me was because he said, and I didn't have, like, I had my license, but it was expired, right? So my car literally was expired. And he said he could see that from running my plate, that I didn't have a valid, like, non-expired license. Like, my license was good, but my card was expired. Yeah, that, I mean, that. thanks for calling. That happens a lot. So if, if they run your plates, whoever's the owner of that vehicle, if your license is suspended, that pops right up. Mm. So if, if they run your plates, that's usually why they pull you over because your license is suspended. Now, it could be your wife driving, your husband driving, yeah. or your children driving, but that's how they run. But the one thing I hate is in New Jersey, uh, I think in New York as well, that if you don't have your, in, your insurance card with you, let's mm -hmm. say you left your insurance card at the home or, mm -hmm. or at the crib or your insurance card expired and you forgot to put the new one in, mm -hmm. if you don't have your insurance card, you have to go to court. That's yeah. right. Which, yeah. is, which is, is stupid to me. You have to actually physically go to court and take a day off of work and give them that insurance card, yeah. which I think a lot of that should be able to, you know, to, to see. So I always tell people, take a picture of your insurance card. At least you have it in your phone. So yeah. well, I just want to tell you, if you're in the New York, New Jersey area and you work at a DMV and you want to help your uncle shop, out. I just want to get in and get out real quick because my license expires on June 29th, 2023. Mm. You know what I mean? And, you know, you would really be doing me a solid. You know? It expires soon like that. June 29th, 2023. Don't you have an assistant? That's like, his birthday. Like, he can't. Uh, he's I know, assistant I do, I do. He gotta go. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go. But, but you can fill out paperwork now. If you fill it out now, they'll send a new one to Chris. Well, just tell me what I need to do, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like Jess said, you got an assistant. You have an assistant. Help me you. out. Okay. That's your moral of the story? That's my moral of the story. Yeah. <laughs> and she's white, so she can get you right up in there, right up out of there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're good. <laughs> Yo, we got we got Just with the Mess coming up. What are we talking about? Ooh, Beyonce. She lines. Alongside Blue Ivy over the weekend. We're going to talk about that. Why are you singing like that? I don't know, because I was lost for a second. Then I had to come back. Y'all already know how I come back with it. All right. Just hilarious. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Jess Hilarious is here. I am. And let's get to Jess with the Mess. It's Jess with the Mess. Am I new? Here we go. Child, the ghetto. 
is the rumor report. So my news is real. On the Breakfast Club. Honey, it's ghetto up in here. That's the intro you like. That's yes. the intro I okay. like and I want. Noted. Just add an allegedly Red, to it. Red, just put, that's the one she likes. <laughs> Please. And add an allegedly to it. Social media reacts to Blue Ivy performing in Paris during Renaissance World Tour. Now, I'm mad at this for a couple reasons. I'm not mad that she's performing. I'm mad at how the comments were swarming against this little girl. What you mean? Because they were saying she was stiff and, you know, Beyonce uh, had blew up their performance. She actually got to do her, her, choreog- her choreography this this time. Remember now, uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, we saw Blue Ivy performing alongside her mother in Dubai. This was the Dubai Renaissance. I think that was a charity uh, concert and Blue mm-hmm. was trying to do her dances mm-hmm. and B was like, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. But now she's actually doing the choreography and she ain't doing too much movement. Uh, people in the comments coming at her talking about she's stiff this oh and stiff Lord. that and she can't dance. And it, I hate that though. Imagine the pressure of Beyonce being your mom and you not wanting to mess up at all. You know, she looked a little, a little, little, little nervous when it was a part where Beyonce was doing a move and then she was right there and she turned around and she went back and said, get a girl. Like you got this on your own. And B was looking like, well, damn, did we rehearse this part. Well, but she's 11 people. 11 <laughs> like years she's old. 11 years old. 11 years old. I think just them coming at her is the problem that I have. That like, sounds so stupid. Yeah. social media? If you expect social media to have any type of integrity or respect kids, that's not going to happen. But you can also tell that a lot of people don't have kids. Like, you know, I have, yeah. I have you know, two daughters that are in dance, mm. and it takes them a long time to, to get the dance together. Yeah. And then when they get the dance together, then they have to get comfortable in doing mm-hmm. the dance. And mm-hmm. it takes time. You're on a huge stage with all these people. She's 11. And you know how stupid 11. your kids look in the middle of the living room? <laughs> yeah. she on stage in Paris exactly. getting it in. Your little kids looking stiff on stage in the living room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> stiff in the oh, living oh, room. Oh, look, yeah. Ma, look at this. And when they do something dumb and jump up with both of their hands in the air, you're supposed to be like, yeah, yeah we gotta act cute. like we like it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I hate that. But you know what? It's always like that with these stars and their kids. Like, mm-hmm. um, And then I don't like how they could start comparing kids. So they're like, oh, Bow Wow's daughter would have ate this up. Oh, uh, <laughs> this this girl would have ate this up. They mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. coming at uh, Blue Ivy, I feel like. Well, Bow Wow daughter get busy, though. Bow yeah, Wow no, daughter. I'm talking about she, go no, crazy. No, she get busy. She get, go crazy. She get crazy. She, but, she, but she would body adults. At, yeah, I'm talking about she danced better than her mother. Like, and Joey can dance. Mm-hmm. Joey, that's my girl. Like, I love to see her dance. But yeah, we got some kids that would have killed it. But Blue Ivy is killing it her own way. And I think the the uh, effortlessly killing it is, mm-hmm. is better. Because she, she, did, she did everything she needed to do. She fine. Mm-hmm. All right. Meek Mill and DJ Drama get into a social media beef. What's up with all the DJs in the drama? Jesus, what is happening? The light skinned ones, too. I know. I know. Oh, yeah. All look, the beige ones. Look, I just What's saw. What's up? Y'all had a meeting? D- yes. I just mm. saw DJ Drama not too long ago, and he don't look nothing like he sound. That was the first time you ever seen him? Never even seen him. He was he a little cutie giving him a little something. I just, okay, I just, just thought about you know, this. But yeah. All the beige DJs are waging war against oh MMG. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wale, wow. you next. A new Wale. Wow. What DJ? Funny. DJ Khaled gonna get into it with Wale? Is Khaled light skin? I wouldn't call Khaled light skin. What mm-hmm. you gonna call him? Dark skin? No. Uh-huh. We gonna call him? Oh, uh, he just other. other yeah, uh, we okay, gonna do other. Go. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I took it too mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. Meek Mill, um, he got some things off his chest. Now listen, I'm gonna read this tweet as, uh, as good as I can, guys, because we don't have audio envy of him saying anything. So I have to read this. Oh, let us pray. Meek Mill. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Jeff. She says she's gonna do it as good as she can. You got it, Jeff. I got your back. Let's go. 
I asked Drama why he always speaking down on me with a few words, too. I told him he's a goofy. I also hit him when he tried to compare dreams and nightmares to I want to rock and down and downplay me. Don't let these industry lames use you. They don't really even like you. Shaking my head, LOL. So this is Meek and his feelings. Now, we know Meek, are always, he's always in his feelings. But I do think he had he had sort of a reason. We got audio about what uh, GJ Drama said. What did he say? I feel like Meek Mill is the Jay-Z of our culture. Well, the culture under me. You think it's Drake. You see how you're looking at me? A thousand percent. He was smoking dope. Mm. He was smoking. I mean, Drake came out in what, 08? It's 2023. He changed the sound of hip-hop. Yeah, I mean that's true. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's he's literally ran every summer. The only comparison that f for me for you to say Meek is that like Meek is more connected to the streets. Mm. I think that is true. Meek is more connected to the streets, but in the same breath, I don't think that he needs to be compared to Jay Z because uh, I don't think in any way, shape, or form he's like that. Can we take a step back for a second? What's mm. up? That's, we've never had that conversation. There's never been a conversation about who's the, the, the new the, Jay Z, the or Meek Mill, or Drake. That's not, I mean, no. I've, I've heard people talk about Drake being that next person. You know, Drake yeah. has Drake has said he's the new, like the new Jay Z in records, oh, right, wow. or something yeah. along those lines. Okay. But, I've never heard Meek in those conversations. Salute to Meek, but I've never heard yeah, Meek in sure. those conversations. No, neither have I. Um, and then, so, you know, there, it's kind of been a little bit of back and forth, but DJ Drama also said this. Philly's in the Super Bowl. Of course. And you're like a, the, the mayor out there. I got to know, man. You know, <laughs> it, it, anything special up the sleeve, man. Well, you know, you did see uh, Lil Uzi Vert bring out the Eagles to victory against the 49ers, but I just want to rock. I, I think it's fair to say that I Just Want to Rock uh, has replaced, with all due respect, Dreams and Nightmares as the new anthem of Philadelphia, as the new anthem of the Philadelphia Eagles this year. So um, I'm looking forward to hearing that song many, many times Super Bowl weekend. Now, I thought drama was bugging when he said that, too. But the yeah. key words in this that year. moment was this year. Mm -hmm. Right. But I, I would say this. Yeah, he said this year, mm -hmm. and also Little Uzi Vert is his artist. Yeah. That is oh, his artist. Really? And not only okay. that... To go back to what you said, yes, when Meek first came out, everybody said that Meek was the new Jay-Z, not as in selling records and not selling albums, but as far as what he meant to the streets. I okay. never heard this. Yes, I absolutely. Never this is, this is new to me. Because he was never. a young rapper coming from the streets talking about what the streets was going through, so mm -hmm. a lot of people compared him to how Hove came out talking about I the streets I don't remember like any of those comparisons. Did, Salute yeah. to Meek. Meek is his own entity. Not as selling records, but as mm. far as what he was doing and giving the streets... Um, Encouragement and, and some of the mm -hmm. stuff that he was talking about was early hope. I did definitely, absolutely positive. You remember? I never okay. heard that one. But no, to, I don't. To me. And I also want to give a shout out to Jay Hill, the podcast that DJ Drama was on. That's Baltimore's own, Mr. Jay Hill. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Can we drop a bomb for him real quick? Because that's my guy right there. All right, thank you. I, I just mean, want to I drop mean, a bomb. And clearly, it must have been a conversation if Jay Hill brought that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but it, I, you know, I just never heard the conversation. I mean, before yeah. this this week, I would have said I would have would have loved for them brothers to get on the, mm -hmm. on the phone, but. Mm -hmm. Somebody might have taped it, but yeah, I, I would have loved yeah. for them brothers. I mean, they both from Philly. They know each other. They've been in this industry a long time with each other. I would have loved for them brothers to, to actually have a conversation and speak out their differences because I, I hate going back and forth when brothers yeah. go back and forth online, mm -hmm. especially the brothers that know each other. Let like, me ask a question. They are know you, each other. Are you in drama going beige ball, Meek Mill and uh, Rick Ross now? Is it a beige ball and against MMG? What are you talking about? Yeah, what are we talking about? Anyway, listen. Um, yo, I dang, I just had a brain fart because he a dumb question. God. But it, it was literally about me ending the news. Um, damn, never mind. Say what say what else she was gonna say. This is stupid. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing it's time to go anyway. No, that's right. crazy. That's All right. Right. Oh, that's what I'm gonna say. Hold up, my bad real quick. So I actually really do like I wanna rock, but dreams and nightmares. 
Classic. Like, for football? Classic. Ooh, it gets me in a move of football. I just want to rock. Classic. I don't feel like I'm at football. I want to dance. But no, nah, that dreams and nightmares got to gotta go for football. It's the biggest record still it in the is, club to still, this day. It don't matter. I, yeah, I love I want to rock. It's, it's been out, what, 10 years? Yes. Years. When you put that time on dreams and nightmares, dreams and nightmares is what? a classic. But he also said this year. He said this year during the Super Bowl season, which dreams and... and that made the statement little less Uzi stupid. Vert, yeah, right? Little Uzi Vert's mm-hmm. record was big during that time. Mm-hmm. I still don't know if it was bigger than dreams and nightmares. Nope. I don't think there's anything bigger than Dream. Well, in the club during that time, that record was huge. Now, yeah, it's the crazy. Huge, but there's no record to this day as far as now that Dreams I can think. Dreams and Nightmares think. is like Frankie Beverly before I let go. I'm status, telling bro. you, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's one Dreams of the ones. Dreams and Nightmares is the is the, yes. uh, the song that they play before the last song in the club. They play it like yes. all of that. That's mm-hmm. one of them ones, mm-hmm. man. Listen, yep. Well, that was just with the mess for this hour. All right, and her man. news is real, allegedly. <laughs> Give me a donkey too, man. Man, four after the hour, I need the organizers of a, a Juneteenth event in Greenville, South Carolina to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with them, please. All right, we'll mm-hmm. get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. With audio titles on business, career advice, fitness, and more, Audible keeps you inspired. Whatever you're looking for, check out all the audio books, podcasts, and originals you could ever want all in one place. Sign up for 30 days free at audible.com slash breakfast club. I was donkey up the Made it. Damn, the hee-haw again. <laughs> it's time for donkey of the day. I ain't trying to be donkey today no more. They should be embarrassed by what they already did. I I'm not making these people do these things. Call donkey of the day and... It really caught me off guard. Damn, Charlemagne, who got the donkey of the day today? Well, Jess Hilarious, uh, donkey of the day for Monday, May 30th, goes to the organizers of a Greenville, South Carolina, June Teeth event. Uh, salute to the 864, all my upstate South Carolina brethren. What's happening? Dropping the clues bombs for them. Okay. Now, we know what Juneteenth is, right? Uh, An American black holiday celebrated on June 19th to commemorate the emancipation of enslaved people in America. Well, in Greenville, for whatever reason, they decided to use white models to promote the holiday marking the emancipation Hmm? of black slaves. Hmm. You heard me right. They they decided to use white models to promote the holiday marking the emancipation of black slaves. Now, when I first saw this, I thought it was fake. I thought it was one of those things somebody created and put online just to get a reaction out of people. But lo and behold, uh, I was wrong. Let's go to WCNC Charlotte for the report, please. Because we are seeing backlash on social media tonight as marketing material for a Juneteenth celebration in the Carolinas. Well, this is a picture of a Juneteenth banner in Green South Carolina circulating online. It is drawing some ire and it shows, as you can see here, a white couple advertising this upcoming Juneteenth celebration. The lead organizer says that they were trying to portray how everyone is welcomed to join in Juneteenth celebrations. That said, organizers are apologizing for the execution of that message. We understand that it's a very sensitive subject, especially in the African-American community. Um, and we failed at making sure that we completely centered African Americans at the center of our marketing, of all of our marketing. Organizers, after apologizing, say that they plan to change the banners to feature now just the Juneteenth and the Pan-African flags. <sighs> you know, you never see black people blackwashing 
white culture and the few times you do see black people being given inclusion in something white you get reactions like you know highly got for the little mermaid you know and i have no idea you know why we think we need white people as the face of juneteenth as much backlash as we give republican legislators for trying to retell american history and for creating laws to keep real discussions of race out of schools and banning books about race and for trying to hide the truth about this country especially in regards you know to anything to do with black people why as a black person <laughs> would you ever want or think to gentrify juneteenth are you doing this so starbucks gives us our own specialty drink do you want a caramel blackachino for juneteenth uh what's what's that thing you be drinking envy do it the lemonade no the mock was it ma macchiato 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 yeah, yeah you, <laughs> you want you want a sweet potato <laughs> That's macchiato called, right? macchiato macchiato yeah macchiato you want a sweet potato macchiato huh <laughs> Do you think those flavors can only be obtained by including mayonnaise on the Juneteenth menu? Oh, I know what it is. You want Whole Foods to have a Juneteenth special. You want organic chicken and seedless organic watermelon on sale. You think those things can only happen if white people are involved. This is just like when they took the five heartbeats off the cover of their album because the label thought it would help sell better with white people on the cover, mm. which was actually a thing. They used to always do this in music, okay? It's really? like, yeah, back in the day. Wow. It'd be black artists, but it'd be white people on the cover. Wow. It's like Brad Pitt playing the Mexican or Tom Cruise playing The Last Samurai, okay? Now, the co-founder, Pete Lee, said the last thing we want to do is exclude people uh, like they did for us, which is true. But you don't have to exclusively invite the people that actually did us wrong, all right? This is the <laughs> celebration of our people being free, all right? That's like getting released from jail and inviting the cop and judge that sent you away to your welcome home party, mm. Okay. You know what? I don't even know why I'm trying to explain this. Uh, my, my good sister, Amanda Seals, had some thoughts about this, and she, she summed it up quite nicely. Let's listen. Dear Black people, Juneteenth is our day. You don't have to feel any kind of way about white people not being included in Juneteenth, because they are included in Juneteenth as the descendants of enslavers. Mm. But Juneteenth should be about unity. Why? This country is not about unity. <gasps> Juneteenth is an American holiday. If you're not gonna teach true history in American schools, then don't come trying to take black holidays and call them American holidays. Mm. The point is, is that black folks can be all right celebrating a day for black folks without feeling like we have to include other folks. Mm. I don't see Christians spinning dreidels for Hanukkah ads. But um Hey, points are made. Mm -hmm. uh, please give the organizers of Juneteenth in Greenville the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons, please. Oh, now you are the donkey <laughs> of the day. Ooh, you are the donkey <laughs> of the day. All right, this whole story got me thinking. What's that? Why is there not a sweet potato macarena? What's it called? Oh my macchiato. God, that's because you don't even know what it is. It's macchiato. macchiato. Why is there not a sweet potato macchiato? Wouldn't that be fire? You don't need, have you ever had a macchiato? No. Okay. Yeah, like uh -uh. I just feel like a warm sweet potato be oh, flavored boy. beverage from Starbucks would be amazing. Don't Starbucks is not gonna be sweet enough. You know they stingy on the sugar. We gotta mm. go to Dunkin'. Ooh, Dunkin'. Dunkin'. They they capital they capitalize on the sugar. Now Dunkin' has been a fantastic sponsor of. Uh, the Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. Yes, really? Right. We might need to do that for Juneteenth. That's right. Breakfast mm. Club, sweet potato, hot chocolate. 
Oh, that would be good. Sweet potato hot something. And then maybe y'all can stop buying so much um, Starbucks. That's not that's not that, happening. Nah, no. Why would you lie like okay. that? Well, you know, that's you know, and they charge you if you say if you go to Starbucks and say no ice, you know they charge you extra for that. Like because they, they charge you extra for no want, ice. Yeah, because it means you want more juice, more of the lemonade. Or y'all more like the, this. Y'all like now, this. I'm, I'm a Dunkin' Donuts person sweet myself. Mm-hmm. Dunkin', holler at the breakfast what club. What up, Dunkin' Donuts? Come, come, come up with a sweet potato themed uh, beverage for June. That's right. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. All right. And shout to BET. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Speaking of sweet potatoes. Everybody else, let's open up the phone lines. Let's continue on. Yes. Dr. Umar was a little upset. Oh, yeah, he was what upset happened? at you, Jess. He was a little what? upset at you. I mean, do not, what? Else? What? Um, <laughs> let me pull up with that. He was upset about a few things. But oh, he, he my said, God. He posted this. He said, Dear Sister Jess Hilarious, you rep- mis- misrepresented my words on your recent Breakfast Club conversation with Brother Shamik Moore. Based on reports I received, I criticized the possibility of the new movie showcasing Snow Bunny hopping to our black children. <laughs> Having not yet viewed the movie myself, I was in no position to tell others not to support it. Nothing but respect for you, sister, but please try not to misquote your brother going forward appreciatively. I don't, did you misquote him? I, don't think I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. I don't think it was a misquote. I don't know. It, what, it wasn't a misquote. I don't be misquoting people. Well, this is what, this, and then Umar said this over the weekend. What did he say? Can somebody help me understand this new Spider cartoon? I don't follow the cartoon. Spider-Man Across the Universe. Spider-Man <laughs> Across the Universe, and he's bunny hopping in the damn trailer I saw on YouTube. How the hell are you going to have a black superhero cartoon for our children? Black and and he's lusting and thirsting over the skim milk <gasps> in the damn trailer. This is insane. How are you going to have mm. a cartoon bunny hopping <gasps> over the white girl in mm. the cartoon? Lord have mercy. And then what is it? Little Mermaid? They said Little Mermaid is swimming in the milk. <gasps> she is bunny hopping too. Jesus. Little Mermaid got a snow puppy. Insane, brothers and sisters. We can't even have a cartoon with black on black love. It's getting out of control. I can confirm there was a snow puppy in Little Mermaid. <laughs> was there a snow puppy? Well, let's open up the phone lines. What is the question? 800-585-1051. Do you agree with Dr. Umar? Is Umar on to something? Is this a conspiracy? That let's they can't even it. show black love in cartoons and in fictional fantasy stories? Let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. Welcome Why back to Work so Week. Why are so disgusted, Jeff? We'll talk about uh, it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Come on. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NB Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about Dr. Umar Johnson. Dr. Umar Johnson. Now, what happened with Dr. Umar? I mean, a few things. You know, he uh, he 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 put he put up a post and he said that uh, he felt like Jess Hilarious misrepresented his words on Breakfast Club because, based on the reports he received, he criticized the possibility of the new movie showcase or uh, the new movie Spider Man into the Spider Verse Part Two showcasing Snow Bunny hopping to our black children. So he said he hasn't seen the movie yet, so he wasn't in no position to tell others not to support it. So I guess Jesse must have said, I didn't tell nobody that he. Said said that not to support it uh-huh. he just had a problem with the snow bunny and the and you know it was just a lot that he said that he didn't like about the movie yeah. i didn't say that he he told nobody to go sell did i say that i don't know I don't if you know. said that or not but but i know what i said was true dr umar come on now I know what I said is true, and it just is what it is. Well, he's he, clearly Dr. Umar is not for it. Uh, he, he said this over the weekend as well. 
Can somebody help me understand this new Spider cartoon? I don't follow the cartoon. Spider-Man across the universe. Spider-Man across the universe, and he's bunny hopping in the damn trailer I saw on YouTube. How the hell are you going to have a black superhero cartoon for our children? And he's lusting and thirsting over the skim milk in the damn trailer. This is insane. How are you going to have a cartoon bunny hopping over the white girl in the cartoon? Lord have mercy. And then what is it? Little Mermaid? They said Little Mermaid is swimming in the milk. She is bunny hopping too. Little Mermaid got a snow puppy. Insane, brothers and sisters. We can't even have a cartoon with black on black love. It's getting out of control. So we just asking the simple question. 800-585-1051. What are your thoughts? Does Dr. Umar have a point? We'll start with you, Jess. What do you think? I think he got, I mean, no. No. <laughs> no, I was trying to go there. You know, I was trying to, you know. See, but, I, I, no. I kind of, you know, the whole thing with these movies, with this mm -hmm. Spider-Man and mm -hmm. The Little Mermaid, all types of kids watch it. Yeah. It's not like, oh, yeah. only black kids watch it, or only Spanish kids watch it, or only yeah. Asian kids watch it, or only white kids watch yeah. it. So I, I understand what these cartoon makers are trying to do is they're trying to make it inclusive where there's so many different kids, there's so many different elements of people in these cartoons. That's there's one black reason kids, that there's white kids, there's Asian kids, there's Spanish kids, you know what yeah. I mean? That's why The Little Mermaid blew me just a little bit. Okay. I don't want to give too much of the movie away. Okay. Mm -hmm. But that's your cousin, honey, watch it. Holly, the, Ariel's daddy is white in the mm. movie. That's a little confusing. And she got mad sisters, mm -hmm. and they all different colors. Oh so no! So the only thing I could think about was they all fish. Yeah. So when you have a colony of fish, colony of fish be all types of different colors. That's mm -hmm. the only thing. That's mm -hmm. that's the only thing. I was like, like don't be just throwing diversity but, in here for the sake of diversity. But, I mean, yeah. it makes sense. But yeah. also, like this, this is Damn. for kids. I don't think a kid looked at it like this and say, "Mommy, why is Ariel? Why is Ariel yeah, black? And Daddy, you. white?" My like, my young daughters be looking for that kind of stuff. My young daughter, father, that is true. That is true. My young my young daughters be wanting to know where the, where the brown skin at, where the black women at. They be wanting to know. But you said they had different complexions of things. Isn't that what you want? Like even like Dora the Explorer, right? Mm -hmm. Dora the Explorer is Spanish, right? Mm -hmm. She's, is she Mexican, right? Yeah, I right. mean uh, Dora. Yeah, Dora, right? But yeah. I don't think anybody ever. I don't ever think everybody looks at it like that. They just the kids just enjoy the cartoon. That's not yeah. true. She speaks Spanish. These kids learn. These kids. Be but I don't. I don't but but they just. I don't think anybody was like, oh, what is her complexion? These kids just yeah. watch the cartoon. My daughter. That ain't said, true, yo. No, that's not true. My daughters be on it. My look, my my seven year old and my four year old. They be looking. They be like, there's no black people in this. Or there's no black women in this. They say that they, they be peeping that stuff. That we all they dolls are black. They want black dolls on purpose. Like, they want dolls you, that look like them and represent your, them. Your yes. My kids are, the same. It's biased. Like you're their dad. That's all you do is <laughs> preach. Yo, you have a picture of Harriet Tubman in your house as soon as you walk in there. Them, that's all they see. That's all they know is just her. They probably think that's their daggone grandmother. <laughs> you know what's so Christ. funny? Just came to the house. And she was like, yo, what is that? And I was like, that's my grandma, yo. Be cool. But well, she's yeah. like, for real, that ain't your damn grandma. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walk in, like, at the tippy top of my shrooms. Mm -hmm. And and and, and, and uh, Harriet Tubman is just on a wall with a Charlemagne pose, though. He ain't even, he <laughs> had he had a <laughs> like, draw a portrait of of her. With but, a black effect hat but, on? But, but. That is not true. <laughs> hey, yo, no, but she definitely had the black effect pose. You know how you always do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when he really went, yeah, want yeah, people yeah, to yeah. think he think about yeah, something. Yeah, serious, yeah. And, and she, and that's how it is. <laughs> And she in there like this, even with the lips like, 
judging. She never did that. Yeah, she's straight judging you as soon as you walk through. Like, it's like, dang, yo. Like, so all you know. got Harriet Tubman with a yes. black effect hat yes. on with the lips poked up. Yes. not true. So if his daughters are saying this, it's because, look look at That's the experience. Right. I mean, look at the, the dad they had. And there is one thing their dad also says. I like black love. Yeah. I do like seeing yeah. black men mm-hmm. with black women. So Me too. I, get, I understand mm-hmm. what Dr. Umar is coming from. I don't know if it's For a sure. conspiracy. Right, it's not a conspiracy. Yeah. I understand where he coming from most of the time. But yeah, I just think it's like a lot. And it's like, all right. Yeah, because, I, I, you know, I agree. But I also think that these these people who make these cartoons are making these cartoons to have big box office numbers. And, they're yeah, trying to, yeah, yeah. and they want yeah. everybody to come see it. Black little, black yeah. little girls and, and boys and Asian little boys and girls and Spanish little yeah. boys and girls. They're they trying to get everybody there. Hello, who's this? Yo. Yo, what's your name, brother? Oh, it's Greg. Everything with us. Greco, what's your, what's your opinions, brother? Um, I, I, I agree with Umar to a certain extent because it's like, uh, like the Little Mermaid. Okay, they changed it and put a little black girl. Why couldn't they have black people in the boat that, that was in trouble and needed help and she saved somebody black? She had to save a white guy who didn't know what they looked like or what they looked like or Hey, I thought about that too. You know what else I thought about? How come they just don't make Little Mermaid be somewhere in the Caribbean? Where's Sebastian the Crab come from? Why are you the only person with a Jamaican? Yeah, he's Jamaican. He, like, I don't understand that. I ain't get that either. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> and even, and even, and even, even in, um, Indian, like, Indian light skin, Indian queens, I'm light skin too, but even still, if, if the white girl in, in, in spite of us, He's supposed to be from Queens. Like, it's no, it's no real black girls or Spanish girls that he could be involved with? No, I think um, I think Miles Morales is from Brooklyn. He Puerto Rican and black from Brooklyn. What? Mm. Okay, even still, it's still 718. It's still 718. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, brother. All right, tell Jeff with the mess. You know, how, you, how you doing, uh, baby? Relieve that stress and, and keep doing the best. <laughs> Thank you, honey. Relieve that stress. Relieve that stress. Keep doing the best. I don't know. Do I look stressed? You look Damn. stressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Hey, Leo, talk a little louder, brother. What's your, what's your opinion? Man, uh, whenever Dr. Umar said he right, get him back up there, power to the people. We with you, Dr. Umar. Asalaamu alaikum. Well, alaikum asalaam. Hey, hey, Jess, you're wrong. You're wrong with your fine tail. You're wrong. Thank you. What's she wrong about? You said thank you. You said you're oh, wrong. Oh, he said you're fine tail. Yo. Damn, Jess. Only Jess said thank you. All Jess heard was, he said, I'm fine. No, but he said you was wrong, Jess. <laughs> wrong about what? Now I'm wrong about Saturday day. He what? said, whatever they said you did, you did it. I agree with Wow, I did it. Whatever. Who gonna do something? 800-585-1051. Dr. Umar said this about the new uh, Spider-Man movie and also the new uh, Little Mermaid Little Mermaid movie. This is what he said. Yes. Can somebody help me understand this new Spider cartoon? I don't follow the cartoon. Spider-Man Across the Universe. Spider-Man Across the Universe and he's bunny hopping in the damn trailer I saw on YouTube. How the hell are you gonna have a black superhero cartoon for our children? And he's lusting and thirsting over the skim milk in the damn trailer. This is insane. How are you going to have a cartoon bunny hopping over the white girl in the cartoon? Lord have mercy. And then what is it? Little Mermaid? They said Little Mermaid is swimming in the milk. She is bunny hopping too. Little Mermaid got a snow puppy. Insane, brothers and sisters. We can't even have a cartoon with black on black love. 
It's getting out of control. What's your opinion? 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Good morning. Steady calling my phone. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Of course, Jess Hilarious is here, our co-host. Mm-hmm. And we're asking if you just joined us. These are the statements Dr. Umar made about the new uh, Spider-Man movie and the new Little Mermaid movie. He wanted to see more black love, and he said he didn't see that. Listen. Can somebody help me understand this new Spider cartoon? I don't follow the cartoon. Spider-Man Across the Universe. Spider-Man Across the Universe, and he's bunny hopping in the damn trailer I saw on YouTube. How the hell are you gonna have a black superhero cartoon for our children? And he's lusting and thirsting over the skim milk in the damn trailer. This is insane. How are you gonna have a cartoon bunny hopping over the white girl in the cartoon? Lord have mercy. And then what is it, Little Mermaid? They said Little Mermaid is swimming in the milk. She is bunny hopping too. Little Mermaid got a snow puppy. Insane, brothers and sisters. We can't even have a cartoon with black on black love. It's getting out of control. I agree we need more black love. I like seeing black men with black women, but you made a good point, Envy. You know, a lot of this just has to do with money and mm-hmm. business. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So if you already got a black and Puerto Rican Spider-Man, which Miles Morales is, and you got a black little mermaid, I guess, you know, they feel like they do have to balance out the cast by mm-hmm. having them have white love interests. Correct. I yeah. Guess. And then it's not only black and white people. It's so many other races probably sent home like, dang. Uh, you know, so this goes back to Envy's point where he was saying it's not, I think it's good to see Hallie, uh, it's good to see, you know, all types mm-hmm. of shades of colors, you know, and as opposed to just seeing white yeah, all right. the time, I agree, you know, yeah. I, I think it's good and it's really important that we highlight that portion of it as well, because it's not only black kids and white kids in the world. Hello, who's this? This is Dana. Hey, Dana. Good morning. Talk to us, Dana. Good morning. Where's the school? Where's the school? Oh, you talking about Dr. Umar's school? Dr. Yeah, Umar, where's the school? He got the school. It's in Delaware. It's open? <laughs> I think he's waiting on uh, accreditation. But no, nah, if you if you follow Dr. Umar online and on YouTube and stuff, he definitely has the school. It's the Frederick Douglass Marcus Garvey Academy, I believe it is. Right. Hello? Lauren. Hello, can you hear me? Lauren, good morning. How you feeling? Good morning. How are you? What's your thoughts, Lauren? Um, okay, so uh, I think I haven't seen it, so I'm going to go ahead and say that. Um, but... I feel like he needs to remember to be less judgmental and more loving since that's the point, right? Right. Interesting. Less judgmental, more loving. Mm, that's interesting. I think it's, I think it's a value. You know, it's deceitful if you're, if you're out there saying one thing and then, like, bashing somebody. That's, that's not love. That's not compassion. That's not goodness at all. You know what I mean? I think it's a valid I question think it's, to ask. His compassion is just with his people. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I, I'm not saying that he is like hating. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? But it's just. But can I say this? Because that's a really good point. What's up? If you don't have compassion for people, or let's say you have compassion for just one people group, mm-hmm. we know where that leads, right? Where you tell us? You know, I'm I'm telling you that if you don't, if you have just love towards one. That's true. Mm-hmm. That, that that creates and supremacy. Mm-hmm. That, that that automatically creates division. Yeah. Yes, I get yeah. what you're saying. I mean, you got one, one kid. I got five kids. I got to split that up. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. But I would also say this too. Like you know, my kids go to the daycare, and in daycare, there's 
every race. You know yeah. what I mean? There's yeah. black kids, there's there's white kids, there's Asian kids, there's mm-hmm. it, it does the Spanish kids. But see, my my kids, my my youngest daughter, she's what eighteen months old. Mm-hmm. She doesn't play with a kid because a kid is black. She doesn't play mm-hmm. with a kid because a kid is Spanish. She doesn't right. play with a kid because a kid is white. She plays with a kid because, because she's kids. They're kids. Well, but kids. but they do get to a certain age where they do start looking for representation. Yes, you know what absolutely. I mean? And it starts very very young, especially when they watching their favorite cartoons mm-hmm. or reading their books, like mm-hmm. the stuff they gravitate towards are you know stuff that has representations of them in them at least that's how yeah. my, my yeah my kids my kids are the same but uh, you know with with this i didn't see any of these in any of these movies but you know is there representation for for every race in these movies it seems like little mermaid said, got a little too much representation yeah. of what? Honest with you. like it's just too a much, much of a I know I, when you said our dad is white it's like Her okay dad is white that is okay he got mad daughters and that's the mom is dead and, and the mom is dead yeah the mom is Jesus. dead and like all her sisters look for totally kids? different so we got oh, so we got other babies with other women. Like, I don't they know. They didn't mother. explain that. Like, I got, I, oh yeah, like I he, was trying to. I was asking my wife that because I didn't. They didn't explain that. And like you know, the only thing they said, I, only thing I could think of was, well, they are all fish. Mm. When you see colonies of fish, they mad different colors. That's mm. true. And Little Mermaid's love interest in the movie is a white guy, mm. but his mama black. His mom black. His mama black. Yeah, they mixed up. And the daddy ain't around. So wait, if it, wow. My wife said he was adopted, but I must have fell asleep on that part. I must have went to go get popcorn, so I missed that part. So if his wow. mama black, don't that make him black? I don't think that was his real mom. I think he was adopted. See, it's a lot going it's on. Too much, yeah, too much going on in Little Mermaid, yo. It's a lot going on. A lot going on. So you and know then what? if you living under the water and you, and you got locks all that time, it's like wow. See what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Who's doing Ariel Hair? Who's doing? Yeah. So the moral of the story is Charlamagne really has Harriet Tubman with a black oh, effect yo, hat on. What, yup, and the lips is like like puckered up a little bit. Yeah, and I knew that's not her. She wasn't doing that. <laughs> no, it, it was, was him. It's him. So it's definitely a little sass. You know what I'm saying? Like a mm. sass sleeve situation. Like oh yeah, what you doing in this house? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it's given that. So. That's your moral? I, 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 yes. No, no, no. We had another moral. Oh, What's we the do moral? got another moral. This the, is Dr. No, Umar's what, moral. Yeah, play the moral. <laughs> what, what, what is Dr. Umar's conclusion in you all put this? put a button on this. <laughs> Little Mermaid, Spider-Man, bunny hopping. She probably going to accuse him of smacking her to watch. He going to get locked up. Mm. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Spider-Man across the universe, she going to accuse him of rape, and he going to go to jail, <laughs> and they going to replace him with a white Spider-Man. Watch. That's what's going on. He going to get accused of sexual harassment oh, by man. the snow bunny in the cartoon to replace him with a snow puppy. The new Spider-Man will be a snow puppy. That's what they going to do. Little Mermaid going to have his mixed-race child, and he going to go to court and take the damn mixed-race mermaid child from Little Mermaid. That's what she get for swimming in the skin now. <laughs> Jesus. All right. <laughs> White Jesus or black Jesus? <laughs> Let's get right to the oh Just With The Mess. Oh my God, please. Just With The Mess, somebody knew something real. This is The Rumor Report. Somebody knew On The Breakfast Club. Allegedly. Honey, get all up in here. So allegedly, Meg Thee Stallion spotted with a new potential boo. Uh, okay, so she went to a wedding over the weekend. She was seen sitting next to Belgian soccer player Romelu Lukaku. What? Romelu <laughs> Lukaku. I'm sure that's not how you say it. That is literally is Lukaku. That's, I'm sure that's not. But God, I'm going to rock with you. <laughs> All right, so uh, his teammate was getting married, Lataro Martinez. And um, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm on my, I'm on my ass today. You bilingual. Yeah. You bilingual. Yes, yeah. you already know what's up. I heard you speak three languages this morning. <laughs> yeah, four actually: Baltimore, Asian, Spanish, and um, African. 
Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> African. Okay. There hasn't been any co- uh, confirmation whether Meg was his date or not. But y'all know how people speculate. They see you next to somebody that ain't mm-hmm. your boyfriend. And apparently Party was not there. Um, they were sitting a little... Uh, cozy, I guess. I, I mean, I'm not sure. Now, if you Google Romelu, there are different stories swarming around about him and his dating life, uh, whether he has a longtime girlfriend or a wife or not. But I don't really know him, so I don't know if that's true or not. But we'll keep our eyes out for any updates on this one. Or, or could it just be she got invited to the wedding, he got invited to the wedding, and then when they made seats, they put them just at the same table? And they hadn't. They wasn't holding hands. They weren't. No, they didn't walk in with each other. No, they, they, we didn't see the walk in. We didn't see the hands being held under the table or nothing like that. So I'm not. That's why I say I. I don't know. But you know how Megan is very flirty. She's so cute, mm-hmm. and she always smiling, always showing them little teeth. You know, she mm-hmm. always <laughs> like she always doing that. So if somebody caught that, you know, like because she was just doing that standing next to Jay Z when he was trying to talk talk to her. I don't know what how he was trying to say. They was at Renaissance, and he was like trying to talk, and she was just like <laughs> like she always do that. You know what I mean? So. You know, I don't know if that's just like I guess her friendly way of like yeah like okay. sitting next to somebody. You it's got to be annoying to be a woman knowing every yeah. time you're standing next to somebody, it's a rumor. Well, sitting next to somebody, yeah. same yeah, table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. poor Megan, she just got to always smile, uh, no matter what. Because if she looks thanked, then somebody gonna say she ain't want to be sitting next to nobody. But mm-hmm. I don't know. But maybe it was after that poem that party did. Maybe that turned off. It, it was a long poem. It was long and drawn out. <laughs> remember it was. Remember it was. Well, man, shut up. it's oh, not man. funny. All right, it's not funny. <laughs> It's actually a my good guy poem. party, man. Salute Just the party. It's crazy. All right. Raven <laughs> Simone says everyone she's dated had to have an NDA signed. And when I started dating. I- All right, damn. Damn, Ray. It's like, please stop reading. Please. <laughs> please just go. That is so messed up, yo. Yo, all right, go ahead, Ray. Play the audio, yo. To get damn. people to sign um NDAs. NDAs. And it took me a while to get wrap my head around it because it's just very impersonal, but someone in our position needs to do that. At what point in the date or the relationship do you say, uh, I have some paperwork for you? Before the naughty times come. But, but, so, <laughs> no, but, I'm serious. Like right before naughty time comes. So you have you have yeah. uh, paperwork on your nightstand. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Not always on the nightstand. It might happen the day, like right. the day before, whatever. Dang. Wow. Do you wow. make your men sign NDAs, Jess? I'm not gonna lie. I started. I okay. started to do that. Yes, I did. Um, actually, the guy that I'm dating now, yes, absolutely, What's he has name? an NDA. It doesn't matter. How do you, how NDA, do you, have, you need an NDA. Damn. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> how do you have that conversation? Like, and, and how early do you start? Okay, so what do you mean? How do y'all have, how do you have conversations? You think he don't speak English? How does that? No, he's saying mean? how do we have that conversation? Yeah, what's yo, wrong with him? Oh, I didn't hear him. I didn't hear him. Yo, he keep going. Like he not. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so it, it comes into play when when I feel like we're exclusive, or I feel like I'm going to be exclusive with mm-hmm. you. I, I I like I sat and told him over dinner. I was like, listen, um, you know, being that I'm just hilarious, and I, I do a lot of things that I don't want to be out there, or whatever. You have to sign this paperwork. You want to be serious with me? And he was like, what? For a minute, it was like he was caught off guard. But then he signed that damn paperwork. Okay. And that's just what it is. You know, It. You know. You, you have to protect yourself. signed around a lawyer present? Yeah, absolutely. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 He signed it yeah. without a lawyer. And I mean, he read it. He understands I don't like, know that what it's legal. about. Please. I'm serious. Please. Well, I, I absolutely agree with Raven. Um, You just never know. And then we never know what the hell going on with Raven. 
So, you know, she. I, I like that. I agree mm-hmm. with the NDA thing, though, because, mm-hmm. man, everybody's looking for attention nowadays. Everybody yeah. wants clout. You just don't know. Yeah. You're right? Yeah. Yep. You're right. I make everybody sound. Even friends, people I'm just getting to know, stuff like that. Like, whatever. Like, homegirls. Other people in the industry have gotten mm-hmm. NDAs from me. Home, mm-hmm. You want to be homegirl? All right, cool. You want to hang around me? This is what you're going to do. Because mm-hmm. I don't do things that I want everybody to know. So, uh-huh. boom. Nikki opens up about being on the Pound Town remix. Ooh, I can't wait to hear this because, I mean, you know, she always snapped. But it's interesting to me because this is what she said about Sexy Red, the girl who sings the song. I met with Sexy Red and I found her to be so down to earth and sweet. We don't have audio for this, so I'm reading it. I couldn't hear myself on the song at first, but once I let go and decided to just have fun, uh, I ended up loving it. And it, it came out very nice or whatever. Can we hear some of the song? Because she actually absolutely killed it. The vagina brown, poom poom pink song? Yeah, that is. I mean, vagina, Mookie yeah, brown? Yeah. The, what do you say? Poom poom um, pink. My booty vagina. pink. I mean, my booty whole brown. There you go. Yeah, that. Mookie that. brown, vagina pink. Yeah, yes. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. At first, like Nikki said, she couldn't see herself on it. I, I couldn't see Nikki on that either. I couldn't see anybody on it but Sexy Red. But <laughs> I'm glad that Nikki actually did it. Uh, and then Sexy Red said thank you to Nikki and that people who call her mean are just, you know, like, because she's actually really cool. So she, she was upset. I don't know why people call her mean and all that. <laughs> All right, you better tread lightly, girl. All right, that's nice. I like that. That's just with the mess. Now, do you have to sign an NDA if you put uh, everything that you do in a rap? No, I don't think so. Huh? Would you? Like, if you everything sexual, if you talk about all the sexual stuff you do in a rap, you know, would you still make a person sign an NDA about what y'all doing in the bedroom? I mean, no. That's funny that you actually said that because mm-hmm. in, in Nikki's verse in the song, she actually talks about hitting the split on the D and during missionary and all mm-hmm. of that. And her husband, uh, Kenny, actually confirmed that that is true that she actually be doing that. Mm. Yeah. So okay. I, mm-hmm. I maybe the NDA work on the music, maybe it don't because it could be fabricated. You know, people rap about things that they don't do. People sing about things that they do do and all of that. So you just That's never true. know how to speculate if all any right. of it is true. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, that is just with the mess. Up next, we got the People's Choice Mixes the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. And again, I want to salute to everybody that came out to Memphis this weekend for my car show. We had over 15,000 people there and kids. Uh, no incident, no problems. It was just a great day, family fun. I want to salute to uh, Arkansas, Memphis, Mississippi, uh, Chicago, and Milwaukee. They pulled up so heavy, and I appreciate you guys so much. Also want to shout to all the vendors and sponsors, uh, Lincoln Tech, uh, Monster Energy, uh, Branson. We appreciate you. And the Young Dolph Paper Route, the Young Dolph Estate, and everybody, I just want to say thank you for uh, sharing that with those with, with, with those people and his fans. I mean, people were so excited to go through that Dolph Museum and see his his life and how y'all, how y'all put that, that museum together was just it was like no other it was it was a moment and, and a memory for a lot of people so salute yeah. to carol daddy O, and al for uh, allowing me to partner up with you guys on that i appreciate you guys so much i'm gonna be posting pictures and videos so you guys could actually see exactly what it is on my instagram and then uh june 18th shout out to my brother trade the truth out in houston we're gonna do the same thing out in houston putting the car show together for father's day weekend nice. and again kids five and under are free we want you to bring your family it's that type of event man we just want you to be able to come and play and enjoy and somebody called earlier said his mom was there and his mom was in a walker and I remember his mom because I remember it was she was trying to get a picture and you know we, we, we took that picture with her and we made sure we you know it's that that show is all about helping each other out yeah all about showing love all about you know putting kids in cars that you know they might have never seen and giving yeah. the inspiration so they know that they can work towards whatever they want and uh, I just want to salute to everybody again that came out to that car show amazing event no issues no problems 
And I just want to say I love each and every one of y'all that I spoke to. Thank y'all for coming out, man. We salute to everybody in oh. Memphis. And Jess, you got something going on June 10th, right? Yes, I do. June 10th, the biggest show of the year. That's what I call it in D.C., MGM National Harbor. I will be there. The show starts at 8 p.m. The tickets are 75% sold out, and I have not even done press for that yet. I love that. Shout out to Baltimore, D.C., and all the other surrounding cities and states. Y'all going to come out. We're going to have a ball. Ticketmaster.com or JustHilariousOfficial.com. Get your tickets, D.C. Yeah, I tried to book a room for June 10th at the MGM, and they all sold out. Yeah, that's going to be hard. It, it, listen, like, not even to, you know, toot my own horn, but to do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it always is like that at MGM. The room's always sold out. You would mm-hmm. think somebody else in the building. Oop, it's just me. So, that's what we do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I found a place to stay. I'm going to be there. I'm going to come there June 10th. All right, cool. Oh, you, you going to have me sitting there? You going to stand on it? What you saying? No, I ain't gonna say what I'm saying on the radio, Jess. Because it's a Sheraton right across the street at the the residence. (laughs) All right. um, What you saying? What I'm aware of? you gonna have me sitting at? Where you wanna sit in the front? I just wanna sit somewhere safe. We I'm not gonna say. pay you no mind, boy. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna like, walk through like Bow Wow. They might see me. Oh, nah. like, boy, nobody worry about you, Sean, man. Please. <laughs> I'm gonna have you sitting wherever you want to sit. I'm gonna put you in the skybox, show. Wherever I need to be. I'm cool. Got with you. Got you. All right. All right. When we come back, we got the positive note and more. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Don't move. It's the positive note. Oh, the positive note is simply this, man. Uh, it is easy to dodge our responsibilities, but we cannot dodge the consequences of dodging our responsibilities. So handle your damn responsibilities today. That's right. Breakfast Club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done? Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.